Hello and welcome back to Movius Ministries Podcast. This is your friend Josiah. Today, you guys, I have an awesome prophetic word for you. I do have two things that I believe the Lord wants me to say. I've been seeking him and saying, Lord, uh, you know, I have a, I just was uh, just like, Lord, I have a episode tomorrow. And, you know, what do you want me to say, God? What do you want me to say? The people that are going to listen, you know who they are. You know, we just, I've continued really for me personally just to focus on his sovereignty and who he really is, that he is this infinite being that loves us so much and that our sins have been forgiven and forgotten because of what Jesus did for us. And who are we to not believe what God calls us to be? We're no one to do that. We have no right of having any pride in that saying, no, I don't believe what God says about me. The God of the universe who sits on a throne with where John said there were myriads of angels, which interprets into too many angels to count, says over you, I love you. I stepped down from my throne to bear the consequences of your sin. He did that for us, you guys. For those of you that are in the refiner's fire, I pray that you would endure the suffering. You would go and be honest with God. I'm going to open in prayer, you guys, and then... um. I'm gonna share the verse of the day today here on um, Movius Ministries, and um, then I'm gonna I'm gonna read one chapter from Psalm, or yeah, one chapter from Psalm that I recently found that just hit me so hard. You know, I have school Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Wednesdays school starts at um, school starts at excuse me um, two, and then it ends around eight. So. Uh, Oh my gosh, I just had some coffee. I had my breakfast this morning. uh, Some of you guys know the TV show Outer Banks. Uh, Season 2 is out now, and I I just started watching it, and it's just such a good show. But um, yeah, I've had a pretty good morning. Uh, I've been really, I've definitely had some, you know, things in my mind mentally that I've just been like, Lord, I don't want to have that, and I want to embrace your sovereignty right now over what you're saying about these things in my mind. But you won't be able to understand that. If you, if you do not learn what the fear of the Lord is supposed to look like. And I did a message on this, you guys, and you should please, you should seriously consider going to listen to it. Not because I'm like, I'm here and I have all this wisdom. No, but rather grow in wisdom. Seek those fresh insights. Go watch a sermon. Every morning, whenever I make breakfast, I listen to a 15-minute thing of Joyce Meyer. Um, I have a pastor that my that my mom used to listen to, um, or she used to she used to go to his church when uh, she was following Christ, you know, a long time ago. But um, his name is Kevin Butcher, and this guy, oh my gosh, I mean, 
I, I, if Francis Chan is not my favorite guy to kind of listen to, it's this guy. He's not a very well-known pastor like Francis Chan or Joyce Meyer or Todd White or Benny Hinn or Bill Johnson, like whoever. Um, uh, but he's got some really good stuff on Spotify. You can look up uh, his. You can look up uh, J. Kevin Butcher, and he's got amazing stuff. He knows the Greek. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say better than anyone because that's arrogant, but he has been studying the Greek for the past five years. And this guy is so good about, um, he has such an incredible balance on what Jesus did, but that we are to hate sin. We are to have the heart of flesh that Ezekiel talked about in He's just got such a good balance in so many things, and maybe maybe I'm looking at that wrong. Maybe I'm maybe I'm leaning on my own understanding in that. But you guys, I just I I, I love everything he says. So you should check out his stuff as well. But let's open in prayer, you guys, and then we'll dive into uh, the prophetic words that I have for today. Abba, Father, I thank you that your eyes do not blink, that there's not a thing that you miss. We focus on you right now and your love for us. Lord, I continue to find a reverent fear every time I think about how much you love me. How much you love us, God. I'm undone. Just like Job said, you are not dependent on our behavior, God. You are a God of covenant. It's all about Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for what you did. For those that don't feel secure in the blood of Jesus, Father, refine them to heal them of their insecurity, that God, you would just please heal them of their wounds and their souls, of their heart, of their hurts, hang-ups, and habits, God. Lord, speak through me as we dive into this moment of prophecy that I humble myself before you right now, God, that I am so humble that you've given me this platform, that you've given me this prophetic gift, God. I thank you that you anoint my head with oil and that my cup overflows because of who you are. That you love me so much and that you're with me. You're with the person that's listed, that, that's, that's here right now. God, that they would grow in wisdom. They would seek fresh insights. They would lean on your understanding. They wouldn't lean on their own wisdom. They wouldn't, they wouldn't trust in their own wisdom they've learned. They would lean on your understanding in every airway their brain goes. Holy Spirit, I ask to have your way. I yield everything to you right now. I humble myself before you. You are so sovereign. We praise you, Lord. Blessed is your holy name. I thank you that when we humble ourselves, Father, you lift us up. I thank you that those who overcome in the end will be able to sit on your throne with you. 
I thank you for the promises that we're awaiting to see in Revelation, God, that you're coming back for your bride. You're coming back for us to be blameless. So help us to continue to abide in Jesus and not in our own self-righteousness. Just like the prophet Isaiah, he kept saying, God, will we ever be saved? You said, yes, I will send my son at the perfect timing. Father, that for those that need the heart of flesh, give it to them, God. The ones that are suffering over other people's sin, I thank you for that, God. They have been given the heart of flesh that you told the prophet Ezekiel about. You have given them your Holy Spirit. God, that we would forget about the materialistic things of this world, that we would be grateful for it, God, that you give those things to us so that we can see more of how blessed we are, God, but that we would find our foundation in setting our eyes on things above. Righteousness, holiness, the fruits of the Spirit, God, that we would trust you and find our peace in that, that we would give up our understanding. Have your way on today's episode, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so the verse of the day today, you guys, on Movius Ministries, today's obviously August 13th of uh, where I'm at today in California, is Second Samuel 22, verse 3. It says, The God of my rock. In him I will trust. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my high tower and my refuge, my savior. Thou savest me from violence. That, you guys, this isn't just something we actually read and we go, okay, yeah, that's true. No, this is something that... I don't know, you know, 2 Samuel and, and 1 and 2 Kings and 1 and 2 Chronicles, they talk about a lot of the kings in the Old Testament. So I'm not sure if this is David or Solomon, but anyway, this is one of the kings talking to the same God that we're talking to today. And I'm so convicted in this as well, you guys, but I honestly believe that sometimes we read about God splitting the Red Sea. We read about Daniel in the lion's den. We read about... God wiping away Pharaoh and all his, uh, you know, people that, you know, worked for him. We read about all these incredible stories. We hear about Elisha and how fire came down from heaven. Do we actually believe that this stuff happened? Because I'm, I'm guilty in this too. I'm not judging you. And if it is coming off that way, I don't, that is not my heart. I have come way too far to not put this into practice in saying things that are hard to say out of love. This stuff actually happened, you guys. The sea was split into two here on this same earth thousands of years ago. It happened and don't try and find your own strength in trying to believe that. Ask God to help you. So the one word that I have uh, to start off, you guys, is I was just having my quiet time yesterday, last night. I read John 6, and I'm studying the Gospel of John. 
But I feel like the Lord is saying, if there is a step of faith that you have been pondering on, if you think you should take this step of faith, God is saying, take it, do it, take that step of faith and it doesn't have to be like don't put that step of faith in a box of oh well a step of faith is only moving somewhere or doing something big no it could be a text message that you need to send it could be um like whatever you guys we cannot keep putting these things in a box it's so wrong God is saying, if there's something that's been on your mind on whether you should do it or not, God is saying, do it. If it's sinful, then obviously not. Don't do it. But if you're confused, if you think the enemy, if the enemy is saying, oh, what about this? What about that? I silence that in Jesus' name. I silence it. There are things that God is promoting you in. And I'm telling you, this is the truth, you guys. When I was in Michigan, before I came back here to California to do my second year of seminary at Bethel, I heard the Lord give me a little revelation. He said, sometimes when I move you on to a new season, there are things for you there that were not where you were before. In other words, if there are things... If you don't move, I can't give you the things that 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 are that 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 I want to bring you into. He, no. No. He wants us to take that step of faith. I've been here in California for about a month now, maybe a little over a month, but you guys um I've gotten I've definitely gotten homesick. But the Lord has definitely given me little tiny glimpses of what I think is going to be next for me after this year of seminary. And I don't know, but I'm not worrying about that. I'm focusing on today. All I have is today. We are not promised tomorrow. Scripture tells us that we are not. Christ could come back in five minutes. Christ could come back in five days. He could come back tonight. He could come back in the next five seconds. I think it was Peter that said, um, let us continue to live as if he's coming back tomorrow. That might be a scripture. That might just be a quote from someone. But anyway, um, so I hear the Lord saying, take that step of faith, do it. And if you're confused, take it to the Lord, say, Lord, show me. If your mind is wandering that moment, surrender that to him. That's what James 1 talks about. Say, Lord, help my mind not wander. Help me to just, I have got to realize whose presence I'm actually in. And not that you would feel shame, but that you would say, he actually calls me to this place. Are you kidding me? And the more you get obsessed with the things of this world, you won't realize that revelation after revelation. You won't realize that on a new level. Again, you guys, like I've said in other podcasts, not everything that I say on here is going to be true. But I've lately, I've been very, I've been praying about it. I've been saying, Lord, help me to say the right things. I know I'm kind of, you know, kind of going on bunny trails, but, you know, um, that's my, that's my one word. I'm going to, I'm going to move on and 
read uh, Psalm 89 to you. I feel like this is what the Lord just wants me to say. This is the chapter. Excuse me again. Um, I feel like the Lord... I, I've been reading um, during school. At the beginning of school, we have worship. And I've just been looking at Psalm. And I have just been loving... Oh, I've been loving... I've just been loving everything I can read in Psalms. I can hang on to this. That these scriptures are actually true. And I can hang on to these. These are things that God is saying, this is why you can trust me. Because these things are true. Psalm 91, yeah. If you rest under the shadow of his wing, he will take care of you. These are actually true things, you guys. And if my heart does not go in a posture of falling on its face, there's something wrong with that. So let me read Psalm 89 too. It's a little bit of a long chapter, you guys. But just, um, I don't want to, again, if I'm coming off as if I'm like angry, I'm not. I'm just passionate about the word of God. I'm passionate. I, I, I hope, I think you guys realize this is a Bible-based podcast. If it's not, that's a problem. I'm going to start stepping into that new age stuff which is scary, and I've been praying about that. But um, here we go, guys. Let me just read this to you. This is um, this is not this isn't David or Moses because there's some because actually you know Psalm 91 is not a prayer of David. It's um, well you know what I might be wrong on that. I think it says right here in Psalm 90 a prayer of Moses man of God. And then when it goes into chapter 91, which, you know, some of us know that very, uh, that this well-known scripture of Psalm 91 and like Psalm 139. But when it says, when it, when it, when it goes on to Psalm 91, it doesn't have a title at the top. So I'm wondering, is this Moses continuing to speak? I hope that makes sense. What I said, I know it's kind of hard to kind of grasp onto that as you're just listening to this, but just go check it out yourself. Go check it out and you know, whatever. Um, here we go, guys. This is, this is an Ethan prayer. This is, um, I guess some guy named Ethan, which I don't have too much wisdom on, but it's fine. Here we go. Verse one, your love, God, is my song and I'll sing it. I'm forever telling everyone how faithful you are. I'll never quit telling the story of your love, how you built the cosmos and guaranteed everything in it. Your love has always been our lives foundation. Your fidelity has been the roof over our world. You once said, I joined forces with my chosen leader. I pledged my world to my servant David, saying, Everyone descending from you is guaranteed life. I'll make your rule as solid and lasting as rock. Verse 5. This is this is what really hit my heart. I love verse 5 through 18. This is just, I mean, I've honestly been wanting to get this tattooed, you guys. But here we go. Verse 5. God, let the... Whew, let the cosmos praise your wonderful ways. The choir of holy angels sing anthems to your faithful ways. Search high and low, scan skies and land. You'll find nothing and no one quite like God. The holy angels are in awe before him. He looms immense and august over everyone around him. God of the angel armies, who is like you? Powerful and faithful from every angle? Oh my gosh, you guys. 
I just love this. I found this yesterday and it just hit my heart so hard. Right there, it just says again, God of the angel armies, who is like you? Powerful and faithful from every angle. You put the arrogant ocean in its place and calm its waves when they turn unruly. I love this right here. You gave that old hag Egypt the back of your hand. You brushed off your enemies with a flick of your wrist. You own the cosmos. You made everything in it. Everything from Adam to Archangel. You positioned the north and south poles. The mountains Tabor and Hermon sing duets to you. With your well-muscled arm and your grip of steel, nobody trifles with you. Oh, gosh. Oh. The right and justice are the roots of your rule. Love and truth are the fruits. Oh, I, gosh. I, oh, I love that. I love that. I gotta read that again. The right and justice are the roots of your rule. And from it comes fruit of love and truth. Blessed are the people who know the passwords of praise, who shout on parade in the bright presence of God. Gosh, you guys. Delighted they dance all day long. They know who you are, what you do. They can't keep it quiet. And for those of you that are feeling shame that you're not feeling this way in whatever season you're in, God's not expecting you to always be perfect. That verse where it says, be perfect as your Father in Heaven is perfect, it is not a good interpretation from the original Greek. The definition for that word perfect, I don't know the word for it, but the definition is to be mature. And you've heard that before. I've heard it before and I've taken that wisdom with me, but there's a season for everything. And no, that is not me sugarcoating. This is me passing on wisdom that I think is right, but take it to the Lord and I'll do that as well. To continue, your vibrant beauty has gotten inside of us. You've been so good to us. We're walking on air as we are and have, oh, sorry, all we are and have, I'm not really, sorry, I can't understand that. All we are and have we owe to God, holy God of Israel, our King. Verse 19. A long time ago, you spoke in a vision. You spoke to your faithful beloved. This is uh, quoting God. I've crowned a hero. I chose the best I could find. I found David, my servant. Poured holy oil on his head and I'll keep my hand steadily on him. Yes, I'll stick with him through thick and thin. No enemy 
will get the best of him. That verse right there, it's really interesting. I think it's Exodus 23, 22. I think it is, but it says, I will be an enemy to your enemies. Really interesting. To continue, no scoundrel will do him in. I'll weed out who oppose him. I'll clean out all who hate him. Let's keep this in context, you guys. Let's keep following the Holy Spirit as we read this. I'm with him for good, and I'll love him forever. This is God continuing to speak all this right here. I've set him on high. He's riding high. I've put ocean in his one hand, river in the other. Now, ocean and river are capitalized in this, which is really interesting to me. To continue, he'll call out, Oh, Father, my God, my rock and salvation. Yes, I'm setting him apart as the first of the royal line. High king over all of earth's kings. I'll preserve him eternally in my love. I'll faithfully do all I solemnly promised. I'll guarantee his family tree, the underwrite of his rule. And uh, sorry, and underwrite his rule. If his children refuse to do what I tell them, if his children refuse to do what I tell them, if they refuse to walk in the way I show them, if they spit on the direction I give them and tear up the rules I post for them, I'll rub their faces in the dirt with their rebellion and make them face the music. But I'll never throw them out. Never abandon or disown or disown them. Do you think I'd withdraw my holy promise or take back words I've already spoken? No. Go read Romans 3.3 3, when you have the time today, if you can. That'll uh, help you uh, just kind of have more uh, confidence in this. I've given my word to continue. I've given my word, my whole and holy word. Do you think I would lie to David? His family tree is here for good. His sovereignty as sure as the sun, dependable as the uh, phases of the moon. Inescapable as weather. Verse 38. But God, you do not walk off and leave us. You lost your temper with the one you anointed. You tore up the promise you made to your servant. You stomped his crown in the mud. You blasted his home to kingdom come, reduced his city to a pile of rubble. Picked clean by wayfaring strangers, a joke to all the neighbors. You declared a holiday for all his enemies, and they're celebrating for all they're worth. Excuse me. Angry, you opposed him in battle, refused to fight on his side. You robbed him of his splendor, humiliated his this warrior, ground his knightly honor in the dirt, ground his kingly honor in the dirt, sorry. You took the best years of his life and left him impotent, ruined husk, how long do we put up with this, God? Are you gone for good? Will you hold this grudge forever? 
Remember my sorrow and how short life is. Did you create men and women for nothing but this? We'll see death soon enough. Everyone does. And there's no back door out of hell. So where is the love you're so famous for, Lord? What happened to your promise to David? Take a good look at your servant, dear Lord. I'm the butt of the jokes of all nations, the taunting jokes of your enemies, God, as they dog the steps of your dear anointed. Blessed be God forever and always. Yes, oh, yes. You know, guys, um, I look at that and how this guy Ethan here is praying in verses 38 through 52 where it just, he's like, you did this, you did this, God. And he's like, but what happened with your faithful love? And I hear the Lord saying through that, why are you not being honest with me? And if you feel like you don't know how to be honest, tell that that he's waiting for you to say these things, you guys. Like, we look at David and we think that he was like, like, oh, well, the way that God looked at David is, diff is different than the way God looks at me. Really? What does it say in Acts? That God is no favoritism of man. There's context behind that, but that verse is true. Like, he's waiting for us just to, like... And for those of you that are worried about like, like, oh, I have all these things I'm supposed to do and, and like, and, and, uh, and like all these things I'm supposed to do. And it's hard just to like push it aside and just go and be with God for 30 minutes. And then when you go and you do it, you feel shame because you're just now doing it. Take all of that to God and say, God, there's, I'm dealing with so much heaviness Maybe just be like, if, there's, if, there, if there isn't any sin I haven't confessed, help me to confess it to you right now. That is not legalistic, you guys. The, the New Testament talks about confessing sin. I'm not saying that that's the stuff you need to do on why you're being heavy. I don't know why you might be dealing with heaviness. And even if you're feeling very peaceful, praise God, that's amazing. Whether you're feeling peaceful at times, and you feel God's love, or you're in the refiner's fire... Either or, God is still moving in your life. Every season you're in, whether you're in a season of rest or trials or you're kind of in the middle of those two, God is always doing something. And we have got to quit putting God in this box of like, oh, like, of we just got to stop doing it, you guys. And we're not going to be able to like stop doing that until we humble ourselves. And you guys are probably like, man, that's really good. That's really good. But are you putting it into practice? That's what God is looking for. Just like he says in Isaiah 66, he goes, this is the person I'm looking for. He goes, the person who is contrite in spirit, trembles at my word and is humble. And then it says in 2 Chronicles 16, 9, I think it is, that the eyes of the Lord roam the earth to and fro, seeking those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Now that verse is convicting for me too, because we all have idols in our life. And I remember watching, I'll finish with this and we'll close in prayer, you guys, but the whole thing about idols in your life, we all have them. Everyone does. 
But what matters is, are we, ta- are we talking to the Lord about it? Are we saying, Lord, these are my idols and I, and I want to repent from it. I need to learn repentance in every season of my life. Repentance is not just a one-time thing and you never go back. No, there's, gonna be, there's always going to be a thing you need to repent of. Always. That's not a bad thing. Just like I, I remember, it, it, there is beauty in your repentance. But what was I saying? Um, how to know if you have an idol in your life. And I was watching this little like minute, like one minute clip on Instagram a long time ago. And this guy brought up the Israelites and he said they were so stiff necked. And, and then I, well, okay. Anyway, this is what I heard. If it has you, it's an idol. And what I mean by that is if the Lord comes to you and says, you need to give that up and you're having a tough time giving it up, that's an idol. If there's something in your life that God's telling you to give up and you don't want to, that's an idol. Just like when I had a desire to meet my wife, I can definitely look back and see that it was an idol in my life where I got to the point where it was like the Lord said to me several times, if you never got married, would you be okay with it? And there'd be times where I'm like, I was just about, uh, I had to control my language. Heck no. I was not okay with that. I have, I'm grateful to say that I really have gotten to the point where I've consistently seen by the grace of God and the stuff that, the, the stuff that he's worked in my heart that I have come to the point of if I don't ever get married, I would be content with that. And yes, there are going to be times where my sex drive is going to come, but I'm going to be like, Lord, I have come way too far to not bring this to you. Way too far. And I think that's what that means by growing in grace. By putting things into practice that God has given you. And I might be quoting this wrong, you guys, but I think Ephesians 4 talks about grieving the Holy Spirit and how you grieve him is learning things you've done in your past and and knowing what to do and not putting into practice and that grieves the Holy Spirit. I think I might be quoting that wrong. I think it's Ephesians 4. But yeah, we all have idols. I do. I would say some idols in my life right now are like... uh, like comfort and wanting to always just kind of be like safe and cool. And that's, well, we live in America. That's the culture. That's the ways of this world. And I can't be conformed by that. Romans 12 too. But yeah, um, I would say Xbox was like playing Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront. And that was definitely something I, I've definitely walked out of. And like, instead of going to that when I'm angry or I'm sad, I've gone to the word of God. I've gotten on my knees and said, God, this is where I'm at. If there's distractions the enemy's throwing at you, say, God, I'm being distracted and I just, I, I, I need, I, remind me the wisdom I need to know right now to put into practice, to grow deeper in intimacy with you, to be like how David was, a man after God's own heart. And that doesn't mean that you can, you can be a woman after God's own heart. You, oh my gosh, absolutely. I don't want to make it seem like I'm sexist here on my podcast. No, absolutely not. God loves everyone the same and he's no favoritism of man. He has no favorites. Just and it connects with where Peter. Uh, I think it's I think it's first or second Peter. It's it's uh it's it's uh it's 
it's the first chapter of one of his two books in Peter. It's I think so, but it says that everyone in the body of Christ is in equal standing, that there's none greater, there's none lesser. And then I think, well, how do you, you know, reference Revelation 20 then where it says, I saw the great and the small and the da da da. What I've heard is that that's talking about people's names that were really well known, like Bill Gates or Britney Spears or I can't believe I just said, like whatever, or like Tiger Woods or Tom Brady, like that's what it's talking about. People that were like really well known, like Joe Biden or Donald Trump or Bill Johnson, like people that people like, oh, if you, oh, I know that name. Oh yeah, I know who that is. That's what that's talking about. I think, but, um, let's close in prayer. You guys, I hope that, you know, today's really drawing you closer to the Lord and that it would just, yeah. Father, I thank you for these words. You would touch the person's heart listening, God. Give us the remind, just continue to help us to just keep having that heart of flesh. To bear one another's burdens, to follow your will for our lives today. You know what's best for us, God, and we trust you. We abide in your love right now today, God. Any of those that have not confessed sin, God, I confess it right now. I thank you that you have forgiven them and forgotten it. It's been separated as far as the east is from the west, God. That you're not counting our trespasses against us, God. For those that are dealing with the yeast of Pharisees, God, that you would refine them of that. Take us through the refiner's fire again, God, and let us bring us back to our knees in complete submission to you, God. That you love us way too much for us to not humble ourselves before you. I thank you for these words, God. I just pray that we would rest in your sovereignty. Give us what we need today, God. We trust you. We trust you. Help us to grow in grace and wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen. There's one more other thing I was going to say. Um, crap. Um, uh, I, you know, I have a fundraiser on Facebook for my schooling. If you guys feel led to donate, please go on my Facebook and donate. My uh, name is Josiah Drumovius. My profile picture is the same picture that you see here on my podcast. Um, yeah, I just pray that you would just uh, encounter the Lord. You would tell him every fear you're dealing with. You would tell him everything that you're hearing, everything you're thinking, everything you're feeling, everything, you guys. He's there. I want to read one last thing that I'm going to share on Sunday on my journal, you guys, something my dad sent me, and it really touched my heart um, based on kind of what I've been feeling and how I've been telling you guys that I'm so worried about other people's lives and their relationship with the Lord. And Anyway, here's what I heard. This is something that my dad sent me a picture of a story on Instagram, someone else's story, but it says, A heart of flesh is sensitive when it comes to sin and will grieve over its offenses against the Lord. A heart of stone, however, feels very little, if anything. You know, there's, if you read, I think it's Ezekiel 36. Let me find it really quick. Wait, I went, I went, wait. Yep. Ezekiel. 
Hold your horses, guys. Yes, Isaiah 30, or not Isaiah, I'm sorry, Ezekiel 36, where God talks to the prophet Ezekiel about the new covenant that he's going to bring um, with Jesus. And he's talking about, like, I'll give you a heart of flesh and I'll get rid of your heart of stone. And this is this is where I kind of backed up uh, one of my earlier, one of my first, uh, one of my first few messages here on my podcast is understanding Jeremiah 17, 9, where it says the heart is wickedly evil and deceitful above all things. Um, that verse is for unbelievers. And for those of you that uh, are just kind of like skeptical on that, seek fresh insights. I'm not saying everything I say on here is right, but that I'm continuing to grow in wisdom as well. Go check it out. Um, but what my dad sent me here really just gave me a lot of clarity on why I've been feeling like, like how I've, how as if God's like maturing me through other people's sins. And not that that's codependent, but that, it, that, that that's between God and I, not me and the person that's sinning. So this Sunday, I have a journal coming for you guys. I got a lot of great stuff I'm going to share that, uh, you know, I, I challenge you to listen to my journal. The reason I put them out there is to show you that you're not alone, to show you, uh, you know, maybe it's just going to, maybe there's some things that I'm saying on there that you might need to hear about your own life and just experience your own healing journey with the Holy Spirit. Um, listen to my prophetic words. Listen to my other messages. I've got tons of stuff on here, you guys. I know that my episodes are really repetitive, but just go through it. Follow the impulses of your heart, like Ecclesiastes says. But he goes on and says, "Be aware that you that you know God's going to address every single one of those things that you're going to follow." So it's like follow them, but take it to the Lord on what you feel like you're feeling. Um, I've got. Uh, I, I would encourage you to listen to my message on understanding First John 1, 9, where it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and purify us of all unrighteousness. I've done a study on that verse being strictly for unbelievers. Um, again, not everything I say here is going to be true. You guys, I'm not saying I'm wrong. I'm saying this is some wisdom that I've learned that I'm putting out there and that you guys would take it to the Lord and that I would continue to uh, abide in uh, the verse of iron sharpening iron as one sharpens another. I did a message on understanding Galatians 6 1. I didn't start posting uh, the, like the season and the episode until um, season three, episode two. It's just something I kind of thought of. Um, but yeah, guys, go check out my stuff. Email me if you want a prophetic word. Don't be afraid to reach out. Uh, I, I'm, I, I, I just. I just challenge you, just keep going to God with all your problems, every trial you're going through. Um, if you're struggling with pornography, uh, start going to Celebrate Recovery. Uh, type in, go to, the, go to the website and look for a Celebrate Recovery program that might be at a certain church that's uh, local near you. Um, get accountability. Talk to the Lord about your struggle with pornography. Um, and just surrender it to Him. I, it took me a long time to get out of that. And... There's grace for it. We are going to mess up. But what matters is, are are we going to go back to God and repent and say, God, I confess. I'm going to go confess it to someone else now and I'm going to move on. Um, Some of you guys might have demons. You might need deliverance. Uh, You guys should check out a guy named Isaiah Saldivar. He does a great deliverance ministry. He's got a YouTube page. He's got a deliverance website where you can uh, go on the website and see people all around the world that do deliverance ministry. Go check his stuff out, you guys. Uh, I tried to cast a demon out of someone about two and a half weeks ago. I didn't uh, see anything manifest, but this is something the Lord's been slowly calling me into. I, I told God I'd like to do this and like grow in that, but um, you know, and He hears that, and He's gonna show me when I need to do that. I don't have to, you know, I don't have to worry about me not like doing the. Uh, as long as I'm growing in grace, as long as I'm saying, okay, God, what do you want me to do today? And help me to not follow my own will, but help me to just like keep picking up my cross. So, 
Come listen to my journal on Sunday, and we're going to be doing a Proverbs 6 study on Tuesday. Thank you so much for listening to today's prophetic word on Movius Ministries. This is your friend Josiah. God bless you.